Welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, aka Creston Woods, and with me today we have Angela Sanchez. Angela is the new Elevate Yoga instructor, and she's also a holistic nutrition coach background, and she also works in a corporate setting as well. <laughs> yep. And so we're going to talk about the contrasts of that and her yoga background. Welcome to the podcast, Angela. So happy to have you. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, Super I mean, excited. like, uh, <laughs> so Angela just got uh, started here at Elevate. She's starting to teach two classes yes. um, on what days? Uh, we have a uh, yin-based class on Sunday, which is more restorative recovery class. That is at 1030 on Sunday mornings. And then on Wednesday at 530, we're going to have an all-levels yoga class. It's, it's more of a flow class, more of a standing active class. So we're going to have two different types of yoga for everyone. So, awesome. So yeah. I just wanted to get her in here and I've never met her before. So like <laughs> I wanted to, you know, get behind our new yoga instructor, promote her a little bit and uh, um, see what she's all about. So uh, let's go dive into like the background. What got you into yoga and why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what got me into yoga? I, uh, I actually, I was never really athletic growing up, um, to be honest. I was, I was the one in the PE classes in the corner goofing off and getting in trouble. Um, I didn't really find my groove until I was well into my 30s. Um, my son was about three years old at the time, and I was the heaviest I've ever been. I just, there was a lot of areas in my life I wasn't happy with. And so that's kind of what triggered my fitness journey in general. Yeah, and what were you doing at the time? Um, I was working with a personal trainer to, okay. to um, basically just to lose weight. That was the original goal. And as you may realize, that changes. You know, yeah. you start to learn how how much fitness actually impacts your life uh, mentally and physically. Um, yeah, health is not just weight loss, correct. like as is, you know. Right. I, I mean, everyone wants to, like, weight loss is a big part of that. And I'm not saying that, you know, we shouldn't try to lose weight and do those things, right. but there's like a, like a full health there's spectrum a full, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at the beginning, I didn't know that. At the beginning, I just wanted to lose baby weight for my son. Yeah. And so I started down that path. And then, um, Yoga for me started, it was probably around 12 years ago. And honestly, when I started practicing yoga, it was more for a workout. It was hot yoga. You it wanted was, hot yoga, the sculpt yes, yoga, the like the power. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could not, I did not take any time out for recovery. It was just go, 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 go. And that was kind of always the way that my yoga went. And then, um, and, and like that's a great way to like get people into yoga, I think. It but is. But I, I don't know necessarily if that's like the you know the basis of yoga. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah you kind of learn that as you go through, you know. So I was doing the hot yogas, and I was doing that, you know, I was adding that to my regular weightlifting routine and seeing some good progress, you know, losing the baby weight, um, building confidence, you know, it just fitness in general just completely changed my life. Um, and then about. I don't know. I want to say it was like eight, it's about like eight years ago. Um, I was working with another personal trainer. I was in Ahwatukee and I was working with personal trainer by the name of Mario Bundy. He's, he's actually still a trainer, um, in Goodyear. And one of the things he assigned me to do was to make sure I was practicing yoga once a week. And he wanted me to practice at his gym so that he could see me going in every day. Right. So I, and that was the minimum was once a week yoga. And so he wanted me to focus in on the breath work. 
which is something, honestly, I'd never done before that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So it was, this is a trainer. Yeah, this is a personal even. trainer that yes. did this, right? <laughs> and so I would still work with him. I think I worked with him twice a week. And then I do, you know, other things. I do cardio and, and yoga and things like that. And one day we were, we were practicing uh, deadlifts, which was something I always struggled with. Like I could never get the form right. Um, I just wasn't doing it right. And one day we were practicing the deadlifts and he kind of pulled me out of the, the exercise. He's like, hang on. And he's like, okay. And he goes, I want you to think of this almost like a forward fold with weights. Um, he's like, I know it's not quite the same mechanism. And he was, but it's very similar motion. And then it clicked that whole, I mean, that was the big moment for me where I connected yoga with fitness with all of that because I went, oh yeah. You know, there's all these same movement patterns yeah. that are in life that are in yoga. Yeah. That are in, like, yeah in, real, in the real world, right? Yeah. Like you could use it in the real world. It's not just a pose. It's a, yeah, being it's able riveting. to hinge your body properly yeah. and stacked is going to help. Yeah. Right. Of course. Huge, right. And so then I did it and it was like, I, and I've never looked back, you know, and now I can make those connections myself. Now I've, you know, I've brought that mindfulness and he helped, right? He brought that mindfulness to me. And now that mindfulness is there and then along with the breathing now the breathing and weightlifting is so connected and a lot of people yeah, don't and realize so now it's that. like a, a full spectrum practice for you yeah. and not just like yoga or weightlifting like it's all it's all of you it. know it's, you, i gotta have it all otherwise yeah. right I, I don't get the same results and so then i really found a new love for yoga that i didn't necessarily have before so my practice grew and then I started to hit my 40s, and um, when I turned 40, I went with my, my sisters um, to a yoga retreat in Oregon, right? It's in the middle of the forest. It was a hot spring. It was awesome, right? We went there, and, you know, yoga, of course, you know, so they went with me to support me. And we went to a yoga class. And I was feeling a little lost in the world. You know, everyone, you know, kind of when you hit your 40s, you know, you kind of start questioning your life and your things that you do. And um, we went to this yoga class early in the morning and the yoga instructor didn't show up for whatever reason. She was late. Um, I know it was in the middle of the woods, so she probably couldn't get there. Um, <laughs> but she wasn't there. Yeah. So um, somebody, you know, kind of spoke up and said, hey, are there any yoga teachers here that would like to lead the class? And a woman stood up and said, you know what, I'll teach. And she taught the class and it was a great class. You know, and after class we sat and talked with her. And she was a yoga teacher in training. And she's like, I've been praying and asking for opportunities to teach more. And she's like, so I was afraid to speak up at first, but then I realized this was my moment, right? Yeah. And it, it that was the up. moment. That yeah. was the moment where I was like, I want to do this. I want to teach yoga. Yeah, and I cool. told my sisters that I said, I'm doing this. I'm teaching yoga. So um, it was, I think, the following January because it was this was in the summer. So the following January, I enrolled in 200 hour yoga teacher program at, at InterVision in Ahwatukee. And it was the best thing I did for myself. I had originally done it for me. Honestly, <laughs> you know, it was like I could teach, yeah. but I kind of really want to do this for me and see where it goes. And when I was doing my teacher training, um, they make you try, there's there's many different types of yoga, right? There's yeah. all different kinds. There's all hot different. yoga, there's vinyasa, there's hatha, hatha yeah, there's yeah. Um, ashtanga. ashtanga, there's yin, there's restore. <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, there's stuff that's, you know, being you know, they're all created. wrapped together. Yeah, yeah you know, and they're all yeah, kind of new wrapped stuff, together. There's yeah. Bikram, or we don't call it Bikram anymore. There's 26 pose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. There's, there's all that. So um, they make you take 
classes and you have to take a certain amount of each style and they teach all the styles there so they kind of make that easy for you your yeah. enrollment includes all those classes so one of the classes that um, or two of the classes I should say that I always avoided in general were the yin yoga class or the <laughs> restorative yoga class the funny thing we have a yin yoga class now huh? we do have a yin yoga class <laughs> that now awesome. so that's kind of where I'm going yeah. with this so um, I always avoided them and so when then when I was forced to take them you know I remember the first yin yoga class I had to take there because I'd taken them previous and then left feeling like it was a waste of my time. Like I didn't sweat, you know, nothing, yeah. right? Just I holding the pose just laid for a around, long time. Yeah. holding the pose. Yeah. It just didn't, I just didn't notice any benefit for it. So then the first one that they forced me to take with teacher training, I remember sitting in the class just thinking, this is a waste of my time. This is a waste of time. And the instructor, his name was Aaron, and he said, he's one of the owners of InterVision. And he said something along the lines of, you know, um, you know, you kind of notice where your, where your head is at, you know, you might be talking about thinking about your next thing or thinking about, you know, why are we still in this pose? And he's like, and you need to change that mindset and you need to flip the script and you need to, you need to, you know, start noticing what's going inside. on in the body, bring it back inside. And so I was like, okay, I'll try it. I'm here to do this, right? Yeah. I need to try it. And I did. And again, it was another one of those moments like, wow, I really needed this in my life, you know? <laughs> the and things we avoid the most somehow have to be like the usually, biggest growth opportunities. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so when that happened, I started to really pay attention in class when we started talking about the benefits of yin yoga, especially. And then the restorative yoga as well. Restorative tends to be with more props, you know, pillows, blankets. Um, and that's just kind of more for relaxing and calming um, where Gian gets into the connective tissues and all of that. So um, I started paying more attention to that and started learning. And the more I learned about it, the more, again, I realized I really need this in my life and I really should be incorporating this with my weight training and my active yoga practices because it all goes hand in hand. They amplify each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, and then for me, you know, at my, at my age, I mean, I'm not old. We're not old at 40, but I'm getting to the point in my life where I need to make sure that I'm doing things to continue to be mobile and active because I yeah. love being active, right? And I want to be active and just like my parents until they're, they're like in their late 70s and they're super active people. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I lost to a guy in the a half Ironman. He was 80 years old. There you go. And I'm like, yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing to me, and it's a humbling experience. But it's it's like as long as you keep it up, you right. keep a practice alive right. for you know right. those years. As as long as you don't lose it, um, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, and you can be yeah, exactly. You know, mobile, relatively pain free. You know that kind. Of, so that's kind of where I'm at personally. Is is and that's kind of the way I teach. Is I want people to understand the importance of staying mobile a movement practice movement practice flexibility even even us you know even the weightlifters even even those of us who who lift weights so important oh, it's yeah. so important and it'll really enhance your lifting practice if you're adding yoga to it specifically in my opinion anyway the yin yoga practice because it's so good for all that connective tissue that we tend to and, and myself included when you're lifting weights and you're doing heavy cardio, those are the things that tend to get hurt, right? Yeah, you know, that's where we're aching. That's, that's where, where we yeah. ache, right? We ache and, you know, we get joint stuff going on or we get, you know, torn ligaments or things like that. So it's good to keep those connective tissues healthy as well as your muscles because it all works together. Completely. So, totally important to me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And so and so you've done the yoga teacher training and mm -hmm. then um, after that, 
um, you started becoming a teacher. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So yoga teacher training, I didn't finish the part of that. So we, so yoga teacher training started in January of 2020 and it was in-person training. It was all hundred percent in-person training. This was pre COVID if you remember. And then in March, we weren't done. We were supposed to be done in April with training in March. Everything shut down, including our yoga teacher training. So we were not sure what was going to happen, right? So then I think they took a few weeks because obviously they had to get things together, you know, because it was a studio. Yeah. So they had to figure out how are we going to survive this? And so they first started with an online um, program for their, their members to do yoga classes. And then once they had that up and running, they put together an online teacher program so that we could finish. So we actually finished online. So we always joke that we're the COVID class of 2020. (laughs) And right before the shutdown, um, I think it was literally, what was it? It was a, well, no, actually in February, I started talking with a woman that owned a gym in Ahwatukee. It's um, Ahwatukee Burn Boot Camp. And um, I had met her through Facebook, of all things. You know, she had done a post. She was looking for a new yoga teacher. I wasn't done with my teacher training, but something said, reach out for her. Reach out to her. Just tell her, tell her the truth. Tell her what's yeah. going on, right? And so I messaged her and I said, you know, I'm still in training. You know, I'm going to Intervision. This is where my training's at. It's in Ahwatukee, so you can talk to the owners if you want. Um, your opportunity kind of interests me. Uh, I'd like to check you out. And she's like, why don't you come in for an interview? Came in for an interview. Um, it went really well. She said, Hey, why don't you come work out with us? I'll give you a free class, you know, come check us out, come see what we're about. Um, because I want to make sure that whoever I hire works out in my gym, at least part of the time. Right. So that I, I know what everyone's feeling. I know how their bodies are feeling. I said, sure. So I went and worked out and I, I literally worked out the day before the world shut down at the gym, right? <laughs> yeah. So I worked and it was fun. They have like, it's a uh, hit classes, you know, 45 minutes, pretty active. It was a lot of fun. The trainers are great. Um, the people there were great. I really enjoyed it. And so I got my workout in and then the world shut down and I didn't hear from her. So I assumed <sighs> that opportunity was dead, right? Yeah. So then I knew I needed to just focus on finishing my teacher training, which I did. I finished and you know, I focused, I finished it um, in the summer of 20 yeah the summer of 2020 because i think gyms briefly opened at one point right in the summer that is when all out of the blue she messaged me and she said hey are you still interested in that teaching opportunity you know i thought it was lost yeah and i said let's talk about it you know, <laughs> sure you know and we met the day that the gyms got shut down the second time um and then the decision was like do <laughs> we start it right yeah. do we start it online because she already had an online class program for her her members and she said do we start teacher or do we start yoga online or do we wait until gyms are open and there were two there's two of us yoga teachers there and we both agreed that we don't necessarily love to teach online yoga however it's not the same but we also kind of felt like it was necessary for the things that were going on in the world we had to adapt or die you know it was like at the time you didn't know what else to do right Right? yeah everyone went online it was like hey everyone's a fitness guy you're online you know come work out with me on zoom 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then for me, you know, the benefit that I had, whereas the other teacher had never really taught online because she'd been teaching a lot longer than me. So she didn't she didn't have the benefit of doing the online training like I did. And so for me, transitioning to online teaching was actually really easy. Oh, because it was kind of like your lectures. Like yeah, at the end, like, you know, yeah. it was like kind of the same thing. It was the same thing. So and, and I already know how to use, you know, Zoom and Facebook Live and all of that stuff. So for me, the transition wasn't too difficult. Did I really necessarily love it? No, not really, because you're right. It's not the same. It's not the same to have people. But I think it was a good thing because a lot of people have, um, and I I don't know if this is a real term, but I call it yoga anxiety. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not immune to it. You know, and you walk into a yoga studio and you've got, you know, the guy in the corner doing handstands everywhere and, you know, and the lady over there in crow for 20 minutes, you know, and they look beautiful and, <laughs> you know, they have these perfect bodies and, and they're in the hottest side of the hot yoga room, you know, and, and they're awesome. And then there's me, you know, going in there like a potato and, you know, can't do one handstand, you know. So I get it. So you walk in and you feel a little self-conscious. It's hard not to, I think. Yeah, um, I think it's under uh, stated in the male community about going into a yoga room because guys don't even do it. Like, guys I, don't even do it. Guys, yeah. Like most yeah. guys, I, I've been to plenty of yoga classes and it's 80 to 90 percent women. It's true. And, it's true. Like guys, guys they, need it they, the most. They, this is like, this is great for you. Like, like honestly, one of the best things you can do for your health it is join. Really, take a yoga class a couple absolutely. times a week. Like, absolutely, it's, it's super funny. Uh, but yeah, the anxiety of like, There's oh, the, my friends are gonna make fun of me if I go to a yoga me. class, right. or right. like, hey, I don't need yoga. I could just right. go lift weights. My lift masculine weights. ego exactly. getting in the way. Like, exactly. no, exactly. Like, guys, come on. It's it's good for everybody, especially the yin. Absolutely. Like, the, the yin yoga is like right up your guys' alley. And you can be the biggest, most masculine man and go into a yoga class and you get such a great benefit for it it is it really it is something for everyone and 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 quite honestly yoga was started it was a man only practice women weren't allowed to practice yoga Isn't that funny? Back in the <laughs> times. yeah so it's yeah. kind of funny that we've kind of gone full circle now and yeah you're right you go into a classroom and it's dominated by women mostly but men need yoga just as much as women need yoga oh, yeah. it's super important and especially if you're lifting because it's i've noticed as my practice has grown um i do have some and that's Again, we talk about handstands and headstands and things. That's why I struggle with it because I've got some mobility issues in that hip area that I still need to work through before I can really transition into that. And then, and then the other part of yoga is accepting some of those things that I may never be able to do that. My body may not be built that way. Exactly. You know, some people think that, you know, they're going to go to yoga classroom and they're going to do splits and they're going to be flexible. And there's there's a level that you get to you have to regress to start like exactly. you know we don't we don't just start in all of these poses no. at like full capacity no. guys not no. a, not a single one of us no. did the you first work yoga to class yeah. we went to yeah you got to work towards that so it's super important that you work for it um, work towards it i should say um, and and again knowing that you may never get where you think you want to be but you're going to get the benefit that you really need you know um <clears throat> The, uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought there on that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, well, and that's, there's, there's accepting where you are and then knowing that you can do better. And that's a big part of yoga is, and especially yin, when you're in a pose in yin, um, the mind tends to wander. So in yin yoga, you're holding a pose anywhere from two to five minutes. Most, yeah, which can be tough, especially in the mind because your oh, mind yeah. is, 
going a million miles an hour and it's thinking, why are we doing this? We need to be lifting weights. Yeah, refocus, refocus, refocus. Right. And the poses aren't, I wouldn't say they're easy. They're edgy. So you'll be in a pose and you may feel like you need to get out of the pose. There's, 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 there shouldn't be pain in yen, but there is an edginess and yeah, uncomfortable. Like a you can yeah, feel it. You can yeah. feel it. And that's kind of what you want. You want to create that tension because that's what you need to create. We're creating for- strength, like denser capillary beds in these areas, teaching our body, like our muscles, how to breathe properly. Teaching them how to breathe properly, sending that, you know, I know. You- well, you can send your breath, but it's it's kind of a weird concept, right? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. thinking, I'm sending my breath. You know, maybe you're in a, a pigeon pose and you're yeah. sending, you know, I'm sending my breath to my hips. That's where I want it to go, right? I want to yeah. kind of make that area healthier. And so you bring that focus in and that's kind of where a lot of the magic happens because once you start bringing the focus in, you know, that's kind of the gateway to meditation. If you're not someone who meditates or thinks they want to start a meditation practice, um, yin's kind of a good gateway into it because it gives you something to focus on you know yeah, i think the word meditation scares people away like meditation in itself just means focus and, exactly. and then when you break it down a lot of meditations are just focusing on your breath or focusing mm-hmm. on your body exactly and exactly. and so like uh don't let the word or the verbiage scare you away yeah. like it's it's definitely something we can all do we can all do it a lot of yeah. people think a lot of people think that meditation is about clearing the mind and it's not necessarily about clearing the mind you're absolutely right yeah. it's about setting a focus right and keeping yeah. a focus um the human, the human mind can only focus for like nine seconds. So, <laughs> yeah. right. So in yoga, we want to increase that. Or we want to work towards that. Just trying to increase that focus. And the other thing I've learned with practicing yoga, specifically yin yoga, again, because this has kind of been my favorite, is I've learned how to be more mindful with in my own body and noticing things before they become issues, right? Um, I remember one time I was practicing and I was doing some shoulder stretches and I noticed my left shoulder was a little off. Like it just didn't feel right. There was something going on. And I have a chiropractor uh, slash acupuncturist that I see regularly. And I went to see her and I said, you know, something's going on with my shoulder. And she took a look at it. She goes, oh, yeah, it's pretty tight here. And she's like, she's like, well, let's, you know, we did we did some things to kind of prevent any further injury. Right. She was like, don't, you know, don't lift too much on your arms this week. You know, kind of keep your shoulders, keep your shoulders safe this week. And we did. And I'm sure that that prevented some amount. Yeah, Not enough to be said about prehab over rehab. Right. Like take care of it on the top end, because I mean, uh, you can only work as hard as you can recover. And, exactly. and that's why we have the wellness type stuff here at Elevate. Like we, you can get in an ice bath, you can get in a right. red light sauna, you can get in a red right. light therapy, like all of those things. All of that. And that's kind of what drew me over here to Elevate, by the way, was the wellness center that you guys have. Um, there is not another gym in the Valley that I know of that has a gym and a wellness center that yeah. combines. There are right? some places that have the wellness center and they do a phenomenal job right. with the wellness center side right. of things for sure. But um, there's a time efficiency problem um, mm-hmm. sometimes, and when you go to a gym, it's nice to have all of the features here because then you it's can get here. in, right. get your recovery, get your workout, do it all. Right, you can do it all in one place, and I think to a lot of people, especially when you're starting out on a fitness journey, you know they don't really know. Um, they don't understand the importance of recovery because they've not started yet, right? They're starting, and they and they and probably a lot like when I started, you just want to lose weight. 
I just want to lose weight. Yeah. And um, so it's it's important, I think, to have everything here because you can help teach people, especially people starting out, right? You can teach them, hey, this is what you could do. You know, this is how you breathe when you're lifting. You know, this is this is this is going to help you, you know, and um, this is, you know, the, this is a recovery plan for you. Make sure you're doing this right, working this into your routine. So that way they're building that into their habit already. Um, and then people that are um, I, I heard a really a really nice um, one of the one of my trainer friends gave me a really nice um, analogy yesterday. We were talking about because um, I've made some changes in my life and noticed huge gains um, where I started lifting weights earlier in the morning. I was always an afternoon person. So ah. I'm going to the gym at 5 a.m. Now you're getting the on my weight training. Yeah, right away. right away. And I've put on almost two pounds of muscle in like four weeks, which I've never done that. I've never done that. And is that because you're more consistent because you nail the routine every time? It's I'm more consistent and I notice I'm lifting heavier than when I wait. I thought I needed the stress of the day. I think the stress of the day was actually, was actually making me wearing weak. on you. Yeah. yeah. Knowing how stress affects the body, it makes sense now, right? Um, but she was talking about rocks. She was talking about, so when you start in your fitness journey, you're, you're, you got a jar, right? And you're putting the big rocks in first. You know, you're, you're setting your foundation. You know, yeah. lifting weights, weight schedule, right? A sleep schedule. Maybe a, maybe you're starting a nutrition schedule, things like that. You start, so you put the big rocks in first. And then as you move forward in your fitness journey, you start adding the little rocks, right? So the little rocks are things like, hey, like for me, like fine tuning things. Working out at five in the morning actually is working better for me. You know, doing the cold plunge, the red light therapy. I started doing that in January and doing that has been huge you know it's really taught me to bring my yoga off the mat where yeah yoga is a practice that's not just you know something that we do on the mat it is something that you know you take into the world and like it, it's applied <laughs> everywhere it's and huge. like the ice bath being ice bath. like a huge example of that where yep. you have to control your breathing mm -hmm. and um, i mean it puts you in a mental state yep. of that focus that you right. have to really focus and, and you have to focus right? there's no other option, there's no other option. <laughs> it's either that or you, you freak out and you stress your body right <laughs> yeah and and like for, for that, um, one of the things that, you know, for me, when I started cold plunging, I was always, I'm, I'm an Arizona native. I'm fifth generation. Oh, um, you can handle the heat. I can handle the heat, <laughs> yeah. right? The cold? No, I'm the one that puts on the sweater when it's 74 yeah, and freezing, right? right? So one, uh, I have a nutritionist that I see regularly, and she was actually the one that said, you need to go cold plunge. This is good for you. It's going to be good for you. Yeah. You're going to love it. You run you away know? from the cold too much. You need to face your fears, right? You need to fears, balance right? the one thing yeah. that you're running away exactly. from. It's like, it's always that, right? She's it's very wise, that. right? Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't want to do it. Honestly, I was not. I was scared to do it. And so started doing it. And I really like, I remember sitting like the first time I sat, you know, because the place that I had gone to had coaches for first timers and, um, you know, sitting in the bath. Right. And they they, they just kind of coach with the breathing. Right. And I'm sitting in the bath and I realize my shoulders are up to my ears. Well, as a yoga instructor, you know, bring them down in a way. Right. <sighs> Trigger that parasympathetic. You can do like a pro progressive relaxation in there. Yeah. You can do a yoga nidra if, yoga you, really nidra want if you wanted to. Yeah. to. Like. Um, breath work. Any, you know, I have different breath works that I love. I know that Wim Hof is really popular with cold. Yeah, prior to the right. <laughs> getting in. Don't right. do it when prior you're in there. The, yeah, you're a So when I'm in, yeah. I like doing um, some of Riti. So counting the breath, keeping the yeah. inhales the same length as the exhales. Sometimes I'll do a little alternate nostril breathing. Yeah. You know, whether I touch my nose or I don't just kind of depends on the mood. Um, I will use uh, 
mudras. So those are like hand gestures to kind of help. Those help with focus, right? Yeah, I mean, you can feel like uh, the proprioceptive awareness of your hands yes. um, and like the different and positionings of your hands. Positionings. It, it change everything and like, not and tensing them, right? Because yeah. when you're when you're holding a mudra, or even if you're just holding the side of the tub, yeah. You know, you have to be mindful. Am I gripping my hands? Don't want to grip my hands. Because the, the tighter you grip, the more, I mean, blood and signals are sent, and then you stress your body out more. <laughs> you just got to relax it. Relax yep. it. Yep. Yeah, and that's not what you want. You want to, you want to, so, so when you're doing the cold plunging, and also, you know, when we're doing yin yoga, um, we want to teach our bodies to start triggering our parasympathetic nervous system response, right? And that's the part of your nervous system that calms you down. That's the part of the nervous system that tells you the stress is over and yeah. we don't do that enough um you're really supposed to do that daily you're really supposed to do things that that's why they say take a bath when you get home from work or you know meditate do some yoga yeah. you know you have to find ways at the end of the day to calm your body down and you can't just tell it to calm down right no, you have to like have some practices in set to like bring you down bring to rev you down because you're revved up all day like your body doesn't know how to digest your body doesn't know how to you know uh handle stress like right. uh your your mind is all over the place uh -huh. like that's like you're too revved all day long and we only have a bandwidth for so much right right and then you start burning out right yeah, exactly. if you don't so it's really important to kind of bring those pra whatever those practices are for you and speaking the language of the body you know breath is a really good way to calm the body right you're teaching the body right <laughs> exactly. your body it's the loves only thing that, that we right? can do in a lot it's of situations calming. and then and then you know being aware of where our body is, you know, your shoulders up by your ears is right. That's fight or flight response. And when you learn that you start again, taking the yoga off the mat, you know, you go, you know, I know that even now, you know, even being a yoga teacher, I should be the calmest person in the world, but I work a corporate job and it's stressful. Yeah. And, and it's a practice. Like, you don't, practice. guess what? Like, you know, it resets every day. You every still got, day. You, every day. you know, you have to, the reason why we do the yoga is mm -hmm. to get over that stress. Right. And right. so, if you don't have a practice, the day you stop doing it, boom, you stressed. You stressed, right? And so I, I know that like in the really real world, right, when I'm out in the world and you know, let's say I'm at work and there's a stressful situation, it's so the first thing I do. Where are my shoulders? Now that's the first thing I do, right? Bring them down. Take some breaths. Walk away. Sometimes walking away and breathing at the same time, you know, kind of moving, you know, um, those kinds of things, you start to take them off the mat. The concepts it can be applied everywhere. Everywhere. And um, and not only that, too, the, one of the things we learned, too, that um, I wanted to touch on, I forgot about earlier, um, was, and, and this, this applies to fitness in general, not just yoga, um, weightlifting, anything, anything that's hard, right? These are hard things. They're not easy, you know, and no, mm -hmm. and no matter how much you practice yoga or how much you lift weights, it's never going to be easy. And that's okay. Yeah. You want it to be challenging. Yeah. That's how I the mean, body grows. Nothing worth doing is easy, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, like it's it's got to be a little bit Exactly. And so like the big lesson you learn, I think anyway, is um, I can do hard things. You know, when you, you know, lift your heaviest rep, you know, one day, I mean, it's huge. Like you feel like you can take on the world, you know, when you, um, when you con I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> the right? confidence boost you get on it's, your biggest lift and your huge. PR days is yeah. crazy. It's huge. Right. And you're like, I can do anything. Right? And this is only halfway there. You're like, right. I'm just not even at my peak yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, and there's so much more. And, and it is, it's, 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 and it's the same thing with yoga. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now where I can do a headstand, but I need the wall for support. But even that is like, 
it's huge, you know, I'm, you know, in my 40s and did my first headstand, you know, and then, yeah, you want to work towards more. It's like, okay, yeah. can I do it without a wall now? You know, can I, can I do a different pose? Now, what's the next pose I'm going to try, you know, yeah. because it is, it's a practice. And then when you start to learn that you can do those things physically in the gym or in the yoga studio or, or in the cold plunge bath, I can get in this cold water and sit there for minutes on end and not freak out. You start to take that into your life. You can believe it. Right. You like, believe it. You start you, to take risks, you, right? You don't, you don't ever like do anything you don't believe you can do. Exactly. And, and so if you believe you can do these hard things, you can believe you can do hard things everywhere else Everywhere else. Right. And it totally goes out into the world and you start doing things that are good for you and sticking up for yourself and maybe taking risks, maybe, you know, getting, taking that job you didn't think that you were capable of doing. Or, um, I know that when I started my fitness journey, um, it, the, just working out with a trainer and building that confidence and that strength taught me that I didn't, I was in a bad marriage and it taught me that I didn't need to be in that bad marriage anymore, that I could do it on my you own. You had control of your own life. Yes. And but that's But you huge. just weren't letting it, you weren't taking control. Right. It teaches you that you can do that. And I've heard so many stories like that, that the, um, the gym at, uh, in Awatuki Burn is mostly a female gym. There are men that go there too, but it's mostly females. And I do hear a lot of stories of the women there that say, yeah, when I started going here, um, I had no confidence. I didn't. And it gave me the confidence to, you know, accept this job that I never thought I could have or, you know, to, you know, my boyfriend was abusing me and I left him, you know, all because of that, you know, so it, it, fitness in general and, 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 and yoga and all of that, it just, it, it has such a huge profound effect on people's lives that, um, I think when people are starting out, they don't totally realize it, but then they start to see it. And I think that's what keeps us all coming back to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> it's great for you. Yeah. It's great for the mind. It's great for the body. It's great for, you know, your life, your life in general, everything balance. balance, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I know that when I get home at the end of the day, my kids are teenagers. Um, and, um, uh, I have my, my partner at home as well. And if I get home on days and maybe I don't plan to go to the gym or something and I'm stressed, at least one of them will say, maybe you should go to the gym. Maybe you should go work out. You know, yeah. I have a gym. I have a little gym at home, a little mini yoga studio. You know, maybe you should go upstairs and do some yoga, you know, and they're, they're kind about it, but they're saying they know that I'm better, that I feel better. And then I'm a better parent, a better partner, a better everything when I feel good, when I take care of me. Right. Yeah. And so they encourage it. And that's and they, a great yeah. environment to have when you come right. home. Right. Yeah. It's and good it's to have the that, people right? around you too. So bring your friends to yoga class and bring like, your friends, yeah, don't, it doesn't have to be an alone journey. No, no, no. bring everyone. Yoga's it's a, awesome. Yoga is a great group activity. It's better in a group, right? Yeah. You get the energy of everyone around you. And once you learn it, you and your friends can take it on the road when you're on vacation, you, you can, can do, do your own practice on the beach and anywhere. then those anywhere. Yeah. You can do yoga anywhere. Just need a mat. You just need a mat. You don't even need a mat. Not even need a yeah, you can do on. it anywhere, anywhere that's soft, right? <laughs> anywhere, anywhere it's comfortable. Um, and I know, so my teaching style is very, um, you know, I know a lot of yoga teachers say, well, I teach yoga for everyone. I teach yoga for everyone. I feel like I really do teach yoga for everyone because um, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a typical yoga person. I'm not completely flexible. <laughs> you weren't like the person who lived yoga from the start. No, no. and I still am not. And, and no. Right. But, 
But not every, I mean, nobody else that you're going to be teaching is like, no. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly. bridging the gap better. Right. I, I right. Think. I, it, I it's feel more like, relatable. yeah, I'm, I'm more relatable to people because yeah, I have all these aspects of my life. So yoga is important to me, but it's not the most important thing to me. I don't live in a studio. Um, truth be told, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of studio yoga as far as, I mean, I'll, I love doing some hot yoga, but I actually prefer to do yoga either with a small group of people or by myself. I like my own practice. Own practice is a great time to play. Um, or, you know, in the gym is, I kind of like gym yoga sometimes because again, I'm in there with people that I feel are more like me. Like, yeah. you know, we're not yoga pros out there, you know, we're just, we're just, we're doing this cause we know it's good for us. Um, so yeah, I'm not like the most, I don't feel like I'm the most flexible person or that I'm, so I have a lot of, I feel like I have a lot of the same concerns and the same worries about going into yoga as the average person. And, um, and, and again, I do a lot of the same things that they're doing, you know, at burn, I'm doing the same workouts. I'm coming in here and I'm doing very similar workouts. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the gym, just like you guys are. Um, so I kind of know the gym side of things. I'm doing the wellness center. So I know about the recovery side of things. And, um, I teach with a lot of props. I love using props. I know sometimes props are seen as a negative thing in the yoga world. Well, that's because you're going up against like the yogis who want to be, you know, super extreme. But like when you're meeting the people who's on everyone's level, the props are probably better for people, more important. So important. And it's, and, and it's, you know, and I mean, I use props. I still use props in my practice. No matter how much I practice, I will always use props. You know, props are fantastic. They, you know, blocks bring the earth up to you. So sometimes that makes a pose more accessible and you actually get more out of it than if you were going to put the block, you know, let your ego take over, you put the block away, maybe the pose isn't as accessible for you, or maybe you're just not quite hitting it in the same way that you can hit it with a block. And maybe you're not stacked properly and you're doing it improperly right. and it could be messing up your practice. Right. Yeah. The, and could, you could be could, hurting yourself. Exactly. You could hurt yourself. You know, I recently um, learned a new way because I'm still learning. Um, I'm uh, it's a lifetime. Learner. It's a lifetime learning experience, and I'm going for my 300-hour teacher training in January um, awesome. through a Yoga Zark, which is a not- nonprofit, and they truly teach for everyone too. So I'm learning a lot from them. And um, I recently learned a new way to practice and teach Chaturanga, the push-ups, the yoga push-ups, yeah. right? Um, that again, less injury and learning that maybe not everyone should be doing them on the toes, especially to start. You know, that yeah. was. You know, usually you, you, you gotta do them on your toes, right? Yeah, but you're not doing it right. You, you're not doing it right, right? But that's not true because you can be on your knees and you can still. So, and I learned a little trick with a block and how to use the block with it. So again, I'm not afraid to use props. I think props are super important when you're practicing yin. You do use props um, because that does, it helps kind of get into those areas you really want to get into. And again, to help prevent injuries, right? Um, the blankets can provide comfort. They can fill in spaces. Um, same with the pillows. If you use yoga pillows, I mean, I have all this stuff at home and I kind of practice with different things and, and see how they feel. Cause again, I'm not, I'm not afraid to use props and I feel like they're super important and, um, sometimes they're overlooked. Definitely. So, because people put the ego first and again, that's another important yoga, <laughs> you yeah. know, putting that ego aside. Yeah. Step it, leave it off the mat leave and, it, yep. and just come with an open mind. Exactly. And that's all I ask. You know, if you're coming to my yoga classes, I ask you two things, come in with an open mind and breathe. That's all I ask of you. Yeah. I very much, if I'm teaching a pose and for whatever reason, you don't want to do it. You don't like it. It doesn't feel good. Do something else. 
I, you know, I've had people come into yoga classes. Um, the class I teach at Burn is uh, candlelight yin because it's dark by the time class starts. I mean, I've had people come in and just lay down. Honestly, they've just laid in Shavasana mostly. Yeah. Just listen to me talk, you know, because I talk, talk and talk. Um, <laughs> and I usually have some story or some, you know, some, some, something that I talk about. And um, those are usually the ones that come to me after class and say, I really appreciate your class. I love that I have time away. You know, my kids were stressing me out. My husband was whatever. You know, my wife was stressing me out. I just needed to get out of the house and lay in the dark for 40, it's a 45 minute class, lay in the dark for 45 minutes and hear you talk and what you said was inspiring. And by the way, a lot of times I forget what I say. I just, <laughs> you we, just, yeah, you you just, just say, you I took the heart, right? Yeah, and exactly. and you, were, you mentioned it earlier. You, you, you teach what you need most. And um, I've had yoga instructor teachers tell me that, right? They've told me that you teach what you need the most, and which is probably why I'm teaching yen. But I also think I feel like a lot of times I say what I need to hear the most for myself. For yourself. And yeah. people relate to that. People relate to it. And I've honestly, I've been called out on it. I had a, my nutritionist. Um, she asked me what one of my classes was about, and I told her. And she said, okay, you said this to your students. Do you believe this for yourself? And it took me a minute because I realized I really didn't. But I was telling people, hey, you guys need to do this and this, you know. And, and <laughs> do as I say, not as I exactly. do. Exactly. Like the parent. Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, we all do this. And she's yeah. like, you got to listen to yourself. She's like, you don't realize um, how much you say what you need to hear yourself. <laughs> We're the best advice givers for everyone else. <laughs> everyone else but ourselves. <laughs> but ourselves. <laughs> so it, that was another, again, yeah. I have these click moments in my life, right? And that was another big one. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe I just need to record it and then re-listen to it and see what kind of advice I was giving myself <laughs> that I didn't realize I was giving yeah. myself. But it does when you teach what you know or teach what you need. You teach how you feel. That's kind of the way I teach. Um, it tends to be what other people are needing. And it's, it's so my practice, my teaching, my practice in general and my teaching is all very intuitive. I don't necessarily plan a lot ahead of time. I know there are some teachers that write everything like down. pose schedule. Yeah. We're doing, you know, a sun salutation yeah, and then boom, this, yeah. that. Yeah. They, I mean, and they have a set schedule and that's what they're going to do. And that's fine. That's everyone has I mean, different, there's different types of, yeah. There's different types, right? And sometimes that works better. Um, where for me, you know, I started doing that and then I started kind of gravitating towards a more intuitive approach. And there, I will think about classes ahead of time. I will think about, okay, where, where do I feel like I need to work on myself? Where, you know, what, if we're doing an active class, you know, are we going to add sun salutations today? That kind of thing. I think about it. Yeah, I'll think course. about it ahead of time and just kind of get a little game plan down. But I also kind of like to remain flexible for the students. Yeah. Because if I see... You got to read the room. You got to read the room, right? If you see that someone's struggling with a pose, well, then it might be, or a group of people are struggling with a pose. Sometimes when I teach a new pose, maybe I'm not as effective in teaching it yet. Sometimes I'll see that in class and I'll realize, okay, we need to switch poses and we need to go to something that I'm teaching a little bit better because maybe they, it's a little bit difficult at the time for me to teach it. So I'll back off on it and switch. Um, I like to leave time in class, especially my yin class, for a more, I call it freestyle yoga. <laughs> yeah. Because it's important to me for people who practice yoga, not even if it's not regularly, just when they're learning. I really want to teach people that a home practice can be really beneficial, even if you don't feel like you're doing it right. We want to do it safe, but we also want to kind of play and we kind of want to feel how our body is feeling in the moment. And I want people to notice, you know, 
your body changes, right? Throughout like, the day. Throughout the day, right? By the yeah, hour, like, probably yeah, even less, yeah, right? Less. One yeah. minute you're more flexible I'm than the other. Right now, right? Like, and it's tightening my hip flexors, my right. back's a little rounded. So you yeah, might be, like I can yeah. already feel it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and so you 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 gotta you gotta kind of know that your body's constantly changing. And um, in Yin, we hold the poses for a long time. Like I said, we hold them for two to five minutes. That can be quite a long time. And when you're done, certain areas may feel a little numb, a little tingly. You know, you've got your uh, your fluid in your joints, your synovial fluids rushing back in because you've been blocking it, right? And um, you need to move usually after a pose. Not everyone. See, that's the thing. Some people don't like moving after it. Dang, Some people love like to it. move, right? Yeah. So I always give time. You know, you do a pose, and then I'll say, okay, well, we're, let's let's roll let's roll the leg a little bit. Let's roll the hip here. Let's try that. But then maybe try something else. So I give different options. I like to give different options to people. I don't call them modifications. I call them options because, again, our bodies are different. Different. At various times of the day, different from one another, our bones are set differently. I mean, I mean we're you awful. are what you do on a daily basis. So, I mean, your lifestyle, interaction, your environment, right. like all the people you meet, everything. Right, like, right. So yeah. I teach all the various options, and then I kind of let you pick. You know, like I think when we do backbends, a lot of times, you know, we'll do backbends on the belly, and I think I teach four different options, and um, one, you know, some are more restorative. Some are more, um, some are more uh, difficult, I should say, or t more. There's more sensation. It's it's just it's there's more sensation than the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then you know, and there's always one where it's more gentle because sometimes our low backs are hurting, and we don't want to do backbends if our low backs are hurting, right? Yeah. Um, but I like to give all the options and then say, all right. You pick the one that you feel, feel you need today. Out. Feel it out. Notice it. Notice what's going on in the body. Notice the compression in the low spine. You know, notice those things. Relax the legs. You know, I start, that's kind of how I cue the yoga class or the yin yoga class is, is, you know, I give the options and then I allow them to select the options, right? And then I give my students the freedom, like, do you have to stay in this pose for three minutes? Not necessarily. If you feel like you need to get out of it, get out of it. Yeah, right? I'm, not, I'm not, not forcing you. No. You know, you have control over your own body, yeah, not me. Exactly. You know, and that's another important yoga lesson, by the way, is teaching people that they have control over their own bodies. Yeah. Um, so I will say that you can get out of the pose. You can try one of my other options that I taught you, you know, and when I'm teaching it, I'll actually be kind of moving through those options, just kind of showing them again in case they didn't see it the first time. You know, this is one option. This is one option. And I kind of try to give them time to where I'm quiet. Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes I want to keep talking because I want to yeah, share it, right? I want to share all the benefits. Um, I want to share the breathing. You know, I want to share. But sometimes you have to just be quiet and just let them feel it out for themselves. Notice it. You know, notice the physical sensations. Notice any emotional sensations. In yin yoga, sometimes there's emotional sensations that come up and we oh. want to notice those, right? We yeah. want to notice them, but we also want to learn to kind of let them go in the moment, right? And accept mm -hmm. them. Accept them good or bad accept that they're there and maybe look at them from a student mind, you know, like an, like an observer, mm -hmm. right? Like someone outside of your own body and look at those emotions and say, oh, okay, I'm feeling this way today. Yeah. So it's, it's just kind of an important <laughs> part of the practice. The way physiology and psychology are so intertwined. Um, and I mean, I, 
I recommend you go get a uh, personal trainer and a yes. yoga instructor yes. practice before you go to a therapist, just because right. <laughs> it might unlock some of that prior to. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> agree. I've not, I've not had to see a therapist, and I always joke that this is my therapy. This is therapy. This is my therapy. Yeah. I mean, and, and the reason that I, the reason that I really gravitated towards fitness and yoga in general, honestly, was the stress I was feeling at my corporate day job. It's a stressful job. And I was not going down a good path as far as my stress. And I see most of my colleagues are not going down that good path, right? And they're overly stressed, they're burnt out. And at least now I know when I kind of start recognizing those signs, I know what I can do. I know how I can combat that. You're being your own therapist. I'm being my own therapist, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because the body, I mean, the body's smart. The body knows. And you can you can do those things that can yeah. help you. And um, so, yeah, I mean, exercise, yoga, it's all gotten me through the tough times in life. It's gotten me through, well, it's gotten me out through all the times in life. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, when, the, when, the, when times are tough, I know don't skip your workouts. Yeah. Do something, even if it's easy movement, lean even if it's walking, you know. lean, lean into, into what, what you works. know, right? Right. If it's gentle yoga, do some gentle yoga. So it's, it's, it's good to have that, those things in your toolbox, right. To be able to pull them out when you need them most. Um, and then, you know, keep that consistent practice to just kind of keep everything healthy, mind, body, all of that. It's super important. Super important. Yeah. Angela, amazing. <laughs> so um, before we wrap it up, this is yeah. the, the last thing you want to say before um, we go. Uh, let's one. Let's plug your uh, Instagram right. and your classes one more time before sure, we say sure. that. Sure, sure. Okay, so my Instagram is a n g e k nineteen seventy nine. Um, classes at Elevate start on September eleventh, and that's a Sunday. Um, that class is going to be at ten thirty, and that's the Yin based class. And then the following Wednesday starts the active class. That's a forty five minute class, and that is um, five thirty p.m. So um, I'd love to have you join me if you've never tried yoga. Come, come try, try it. it out. Come I'll try be there it on the Sunday that's ones right. for awesome. sure. Yeah, come try it out. You know, if you don't like it, I won't be offended. It. Don't come back, but give it a try. Seriously. Um, just come in with an open mind. Come in ready to breathe. You know, wear your comfortable clothes, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then it. and realize it's not the, the crazy, you know, sculpt doing, yoga yeah, class. We're, guys, we're, we're here to learn the basics is, and yeah, get, get learning, into it. Exactly. We're learning the basics. We're moving slow. Um, I'm, I'm here to guide. You know, I'm here to guide you. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be there afterwards, you know, obviously I'm always open to talking about yoga. If you have any questions, concerns, um, if you have any advice for me, I'm open for that too. I mean, yeah. you know, lifetime if you come learner. in lifetime learner, if you come into class and you've got an injury you want to talk to me about before class, come talk to me. I'll, I'll be mindful of that when I'm working through, um, the different options, you know, and trying to make sure that, you know, or, you know, I know, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're pregnant, you know, we've got, we've got options. I do options for pregnant women. Um, because again, it, Yoga's for everyone. Yeah. So. Even when you're pregnant, don't stop working That's out. That's right. Or, don't. Or yoga, no, because it, you it know, affects oh the baby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There was a baby boom at Burn, and the women kept going to the gym, and they had, I, I don't want to say easy because labor's never easy, but they said that, I should say it was better this time around. They weren't working out with the first kid. And then with the second kid, they were working out regularly, and they said, "Yeah, it was so much game better. changer. It's game changer. It's a game changer." I mean, I had I had girlfriends that yeah didn't didn't use any um, any drugs, yeah. where the first time they did. Yeah. You know, I wish I had known that when I was having children, because it is it's it's like it's a game changer. Don't stop if you're already working out. Yeah, don't keep stop. it up. Keep it up. You can modify. You can do options. You know. 
keep it up always through injuries i mean work out you know get with a trainer if you that's another thing you know i know we're getting wrapped up but if you've got injuries don't stop working out right yeah you can still work out like work there's out. the whole body around it and actually you're probably going to speed up your recovery exactly. process exactly along the way exactly i've learned that over the years work with a trainer um you can work with yoga instructor you know i'm here i've i've been through injuries you know i know about injuries and options for injuries and things you can do to help recover um and utilize the wellness center <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's utilize all here. it, guys. It's, it's all, here. all here, right? We got so, it all. We got it all. Well, That's thank right. you, Angela, so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having so, you. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. I really appreciate it. Yes, and we'll catch you guys next week on The Price for Paradise. My name is Woody, and aloha. Aloha.